If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. All right, welcome to a special edition where we are going to interview one of our whole life millionaires. Today's special guest is Paul Thompson. He's got an incredible story and in fact is a multimillionaire. And today we're going to learn exactly the impact of being part of a mastermind group. For many of you know that I am the founder and creator of the M1 Mastermind Group on how to become the next whole life millionaire next door. So welcome to this special edition, Paul. Thanks for being here. Rock, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. So let's jump right into it and find out who were you before M1 and what are some of the things that impacted you as you have decided to be around other big thought leaders? So before M1, I, I would say I was, um, by a, a lot of measures, uh, su successful and uh, kind of a business owner and um, into real estate and quit my day job kind of thing. But I knew that I needed to be around other people who were doing bigger things than me. I wanted to basically increase or, or improve my the the quality of the circles that I was in. And uh, actually, I'm not sure if you know this, Rock. I interviewed uh, you on a podcast that I was a co-host of, and the way you presented yourself in that was like, "Oh, who is this guy, Rock?" And I dug down the the Rock Thomas rabbit hole. Thank you. And I thought, "Oh, okay." So, so I, everything that you do now, I, f I find a way to be part of. That's super cool. I think I remember that podcast. You guys, there was two of you sitting face to face, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who was the other guy? It was it was a guy that uh, Doc G. Uh, he's he's anonymous uh, at the time, anyway. Yeah, it was, it was a panel format, and right. it was a fairly contentious panel, as it turns out. And you just conducted yourself so professionally in a situation where we had a different opinion. Oh, that's super. Cool I mean, I know. didn't have a different opinion, but the, the the panelists did, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. So. Tell, tell the listeners a little bit, just a quick background, married kids, where do you live and what is your core business? Sure. So I live in Little Rock, Arkansas, and that's where I invest uh, mostly in single family houses. So I, I buy and sell single family. I, I run rentals and that's, that's what I use to get out of the day job. And for his family life, I'm very happily married and kids 14 and 11. And we intentionally are in a kind of a, a pocket reality here in Arkansas, um, because it's low cost of living. And it's um, just we're kind of insulated from a lot of the, the ups and downs of the real estate market, um, which can work to my advantage, because I'm able to kind of see what happens in the greater markets, and then I can capitalize on it here. Super cool. So when you started M1, how long ago was that? I think it was December of 2019. So I'm just into it for a little over a year. Yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, I guess so. It was right when COVID yeah. was long, what was happening. You're right. Yeah, right, right. So you're a COVID kid. All right, gotcha. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about what was your net worth? What did you own prior and where are you at today? So um, net worth wise at the time, I was probably um, somewhere over a, a million. I forget the exact number. Mm -hmm. um, and since then, um, by really, uh, I say no, no activity of my own, I just all my assets appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess I had the wisdom to buy the assets to begin with. But um, the stock market portfolio I have, and uh, which is probably 25% of my, my portfolio, and then the 75% of my portfolio is just rental property and just owning assets. And so the value of 
the property that I bought um, has has increased even in a market that doesn't see a lot of appreciation. So I, I, I've got a, a like a rising tide lifts all ships. So I, in this case, I, you know, I was in the right place, the right time to get lucky. Um, as far as what I've, I'm doing differently and what's changed as a, as a part of M1, um, I, I don't, well, actually I have a pretty huge transformation as far as when it comes to what I'm doing for the next big move. And that was because I went to your first event that you had in Phoenix and I met Roland and he was talking about this land thing he did. And just so happens that you were there uh, or you had a guest speaker there, Cody, that was um, had a course on land. And it's something I've always wanted to get into because I wanted to kind of jump from the kiddie pool into the the, the big boys pool in the deep end. And I, that, that felt like a path towards it. And within I mean, I guess it was four or five months later, Roland and I closed on a deal in Texas and uh, we, we now owned land that we're going to develop. It's, it's farmland that we're going to develop into a, a, a single family development. Wow. How many homes will you develop? Uh, this is uh, small. So it's 15. So it's about 23 acres and it will net about 15 one acre lots. And we'll probably just end up selling the lots, the paper lots, they call it. That's what uh, Cody's model is. And I kind of like that because I'm not having to risk turning the dirt. I'm just adding value by getting all the entitlement done. Yeah. And there are so many things, so many people you have to employ to do the construction and right. you've got to really have a team and, and it's a different, you know, that's a different expertise in itself. For those of you that are listening to this, um, one of the things that we do in M1 is we introduce the members to people that have rich experiences. And you mentioned somebody in land, that's a specific niche. Real estate might have 12 different yeah. segments right? Commercial, uh, syndication, multifamily, single homes, student housing, um, retail, the list goes on and on. And each one of those <clears throat> is an expertise in itself. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. And even which within side of those, there are sub expertises, right? So it's a very vast subject. When you say real estate, it could be it can mean anything really. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And so when we talk about the power of the mastermind, we talk about introducing you to the resources. Some of them are for your mindset and help you master your mind and be somebody that takes more action and puts up, you know, kicks procrastination in the butt. And most people procrastinate because they don't know how to do something. And so when we introduce you to somebody that's already done that, that removes that fear and allows you to accelerate, just like you mentioned, Paul, into the land piece, because you talk to somebody that had decades of experience. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I, I would ne never have happened to come across Cody on my own, I don't think, because I wasn't right. necessarily in the land search at that point. I was looking for something else to do, but I was there for personal transformation to do your event. I wasn't there to start a new business, but that's what I did. <laughs> right. And sometimes we don't know which part of our life is going to get transformed. But if we keep on showing up and keep on growing and going to events and getting on Zoom calls, then you're all of a sudden open to a new pathway. I know for myself, when I graduated college, which was a long time ago, I didn't know that I would be making, you know, six figures plus through Airbnb. Right. It didn't exist, right? How about you? Uh, cryptocurrency, is that part of your portfolio? It, it is. I'm, I'm dabbling. I would say I buy about 2% of my portfolio into, into cryptocurrency. And uh, I bought some yesterday. It feels like everything's down, so I bought some. Right, right. So when did you start the crypto journey? Just this year and and not uh, really 
doing anything, but like, I, I was like looking for a hobby and, I, and somehow cryptocurrency became my hobby. It's like, what, what am I going to do when I'm not working? When, when I'm not, I'm trying to kind of unplug. And one of the things I took away from the event, Iraq was where do you leak your energy? And I find myself leaking energy with just stupid entertainment on like YouTube stuff. So I mean, I'm, I'm watching fail videos and like, why am I not spending this time, um, watching uh, something on YouTube just to pass the time that, that is some is conjecture or just talking about uh, cryptocurrency that, that has a, a applicable use perhaps, whereas failed videos don't. And I kind of get the same uh, let down the kind of um, recharging effect by just like turning my brain off and going looking at something that isn't a complete just, uh, you know, uh, just I don't know, brain porn or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before, but um, I can relate to it. I mean, I think part of it is, you know, you want to change gears. You want to do something different. Yeah. I do some manual labor around the house sometimes. And Rose is like, why are you doing that? And I go, just, just I need that mindless activity of, yeah. you know, building a bench and hammering a nail instead of, you know, doing the other stuff. So I hear you on that. So what's interesting is that, it's another piece of being part of a mastermind group is sometimes you don't know what you don't know. We've got NFTs coming up. We've got uh, the metaverse where there's, they're selling virtual real estate for millions mm -hmm. of dollars. The world is changing so quick. If you are trying to succeed on your own, you are going to be get, be left behind. Would you agree with that, Paul? Yes. We are in the infancy of <clears throat> cryptocurrency as an example, right? There's probably other disciplines, but that's the one that, that, that we're on at the moment. And like, we're in the 1999 of the internet when it comes to, to cryptocurrencies and what to invest in, what, I mean, where are you going to learn about that? It's, I mean, you, there's, there's some, you know, value in getting on YouTube, but that's probably not going to get the, get you the real insights. Like you've got to find some people who have, <clears throat> pardon me, have really gone down that rabbit hole and done their own research to kind of send you in the right direction so you, so you can go do your research. Yeah, 100%. So let me get back to some questions here that, um, that I've noted down. Number one is you increased most of your net worth because you, you owned assets. Did you right. acquire any assets in the last couple of years or you just kind of stayed put? Oh, no, I've been buying. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a, I've been marketing and buying. It's been a lot harder to find deals in, in the last couple of years than it was three or four years ago, for sure. Um, so I, I'm, I've, the volume of purchases hasn't um, changed that much. But the, um, the, like, the kinds of things I'm buying, I, I'm buying higher end properties that have less, less headache. And I'm a little more careful, like I'm, I'm a lot pickier about what I buy too. Right. Now, when the tide rises all ships, I know some, some of my mentors and buddies have even overpaid for things because they just believe that putting your money into the asset class of real estate is better, especially now that they're printing so much money. You know, you're making money in the stock market, but inflation is eroding way out mm -hmm. of it. When you have real estate that's cash flowing, it's a better hedge. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I agree with that. So long as you can afford the cash flow, the, I mean, so long as you, if you're borrowing the money, um, then you want to be able to afford that note, right? So, like the the biggest risk we're taking in real estate is is getting too leveraged and not being able to um, to, to service your debt because then then the entire you know, house of cards come crashing down. So if you have if you're in the financial position to have capital and just put it down on real estate, that is a performing asset in its own right. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that because of the reasons that you said there are many different avenues of making money on real estate versus just the appreciation of an asset. Yeah. And another segment I talk about the four ways to make money in real estate. And 
sadly, most novice investors only focus on cash on cash. They don't right. know the other three. And so they think that it's a worse investment than it actually is. And so if you don't know what the four uh, ways are that you are paid in real estate, go to my YouTube channel and check it out. Um, I explain it there in detail. Um, is there somebody in the tribe that you met that influenced you most? One, two, or three people? Yeah, I would say um, the the person that I in the tribe that I that ended up impacting me the most was Roland, and he and I have become really good friends. Turns out, um, our, our wives are very similar. Uh, we have um, kids about the same age, and we just connect. And at the same time, we also live not five hours from. I think I'm the only person in Arkansas from. from, from in M1. So I don't, I don't have many M1 meetups around here. Um, so I've been down there one time to see him. And it's just nice to have um, a partner in business that you enjoy hanging out with and you yes. you just really value. And on top of that, we started a business together. I mean, we, I mean, I, I met him less than a year ago at your, your first event. Was it May or, or June, whatever it was? Um, I met him for the first time there. And when you meet somebody at an M1 event, it cuts through so much of the normal startup time that you would need to get to know somebody because you have all these shared values already because you're in the tribe. I want to repeat what Paul just said, because I think that's a home run right there, is the speed of trust accelerates when you share common values. Mm -hmm. And M1 brings people in that are health conscious. They want to, to be energetic and energized. I see you've got the O-ring on your finger there. So I do. Conscious of, you know, what your sleeping patterns are. That's an example of being a little bit more proactive than most people. We also talk about better communication. You've been in our Men Fully Express course, which is an add-on. And we talk about how to be a better husband and how to be a better son and how to be a better brother. Um, has that also impacted you, would you Would you say? Uh, yes. Um, it's, it's There's not... Um, a place that men can go to be vulnerable and to really share feelings and like what it's like to sometimes not feel like you're enough of a uh, provider, a husband, father, whatever. Um, we have no place for that in our, in our society. It's a real shame. Um, and you've provided that that avenue um, in a very safe place for men to like share what it takes to be the best versions of ourselves as men. Yeah. So, this this journey is interesting is one of the people that had the most impact wasn't myself or one of our guest speakers or right. what have you. It's somebody that was a member just like you. And I remember when I joined Tony Robbins Mastermind, there's this guy similar to say Roland who gave me one idea to run my business and it made me $100,000 a month because he thought differently than I did. He just saw something, he had an experience, he had a resource and I just did one meeting with the bank and I started getting a small fraction of the fees they were charging my agents to give the mortgages. And I made literally one meeting. My revenue went up $100,000 a year for the next seven years. And then I sold the company at a higher multiple because of that. Because of that. Yeah. Because wow. of one person who yep. wasn't even Tony Robbins. It was a person sitting beside me in class listening. And so I'm really glad that that actually happened because a lot of people think, you know, you have to evaluate it based on the leadership. It's actually the container that can create the most impact. And I'm sure I know there's people in the tribe that you are one of the biggest reasons um, that have impacted them because you also teach people how to invest in real estate, correct? 
I do. And I, I run a little small community and I give you a lot of props, Rock, for building the community that you have, because it is not easy building uh, a community, uh, managing all those relationships and creating that container for those things to happen. That That is, it's not trivial, and, but but it, I find it very rewarding. That's my contribution uh, yes. part of, of, of me is I, when I learn something, I have to share. That is just like, that is my zone of genius is I'm always learning and sharing big ideas and I need a place to go do that. And I realized that creating content um, is not really the thing I enjoy doing that much. I'm much, I'm much more interested in the personal connection and I needed a place for that. And, and I found that a, a small community of people who are interested in improving themselves and typically real estate entrepreneurs, people who are own real, uh, have a real estate business and they're trying to grow from, they used to be a W2 and now they want to grow into like a, a small business owner. That's my niche and I really enjoy that. Yeah. And that's one of the things is I could teach that, but I choose not to teach everything. And we're right. a community where we teach the mindset and then we love it when people like you are in the community so that you can then help others within the community with your particular lane within that container of real estate. It's one lane and the person that wants to go down that path can just, you know, access your wisdom and intelligence. Now, one of the things we teach is that everybody has a money blueprint. They have a, a money style. And mm -hmm. most people don't realize that money controls most of us. Mm -hmm. And the first step is to what we try to teach is if you're not a millionaire already is become a millionaire because that will give you access to more time freedom. But once you get there, you can still be in the trap where money owns you and you don't own money. You um, are joining our VIP group M10. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be one of the focal points is to say, okay, you know, how are we still thinking about money all the time and just thinking, okay, I got to invest it in crypto. I got to do this. I got to do that and still be held hostage in our mind of these thoughts. Or can we put more things on autopilot and truly be present with our family and live a fulfilling life? Give me some thoughts on that topic. Yeah, it's um, managing your energy, your work, and your love. Like those are like the three major disciplines. Whatever garden of life you decide, somehow it's associated to one of those three things. And I'm I'm really excited about that because I I, I would uh, um, characterize myself as a money accumulator. Like I I, I I'm like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> I mean, I'm a master type. Yeah. Yeah. I, I um and not that I'm even all that good at it. It just you know you buy assets and you don't be stupid with them and they tend to grow. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I found myself spending less time thinking about how to optimize the investments so that I'm getting the, the best return, the best opportunity. Uh, right now it's much more about my time and getting to a place where um, I'm, and I'm really close to it where I, I've kind of achieved all of my financial goals and I have businesses that are running with, with me as the owner and not the operator. And then looking for opportunities to then, then spend the money I have by sharing with other people and other avenues, right? Yeah, beautiful. Tell me, did you, spend, speaking of spending money, cross anything off a bucket list item? Like you're like, okay, I've made some advancements and I'm actually going to mm -hmm. schedule some celebration into my life. Yeah, so this past summer, uh, my wife and family went to uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, we've been trying to study Spanish, uh, and I say trying because it's been uh, it's tough for us gringos. Um, and um, I, I, we also went to Dominican Republic with our greater extended family. and went to a very nice uh, resort there. And then this this fall, I actually held my first event. So I, I had my, my first live event. Um, 
and it was it was small and intimate, which is kind of exactly the way I wanted it. There were like 12 or 13 people there. And I brought people from all over the country to Arkansas and kind of showed off and showcased some of the natural beauty that the state has to offer. And we just retreated. It wasn't a conference. It was intentionally a retreat. So, yeah, I went out and did some stuff that we planned on doing. We couldn't for a couple of years part of that piece of COVID. And we got we had our window of travel. So we, we took it this summer. And then I personally, I wanted to be able to have a live event in near my hometown where, where people in my mastermind could attend. That's beautiful. That's nice progress. You added another stream of income and you also celebrated it and some, did some fun things. And, and that's um, part again of what we encourage is don't apologize for being awesome. Mm-hmm. And when you use the six bank accounts, there's actually money that needs to be spent on you celebrating life. So it sounds like you're doing pretty good. How would you rate uh, yourself in the life happiness index. And for those that don't know, it's 17 markers that we measure or provide people with the opportunity to measure so they can go, okay, am I making progress? And what maybe is holding me back from truly happily achieving versus achieving to be happy? So I think when I first did this, the first time I did the life plan rock, I was at like 8.18. 8.18. So I was doing pretty well, I would say. Um, and I did mine just, just recently for uh, the first of the year and it was at 8.5. So I've made uh, steady progress. Um, and, and, I, and I very intentionally take it, not looking at the previous month, uh, quarter mm. scores. I, I try to be as honest about it as, as I can. Um, and I've, I've been pretty consistent about that. And that's kind of the big takeaway that I've taken from M1 is creating the protocol to put into practice, right? It's when, and, and one of the, I would say one of the biggest ideas that I've taken from M1, and I mean, I think this is like a life-changing thing that I think everybody could hear right now, is when you need it the most is when you do the protocol. Like when, when it is the, when you're having the worst time and it's not working for you, we tend to step away from the air quote protocol. And if you don't, we don't have that routine to follow. It's all those routines and rituals that is what keeps you going and keeps the momentum going. Speaking of routines and rituals, and just before we get to that, you are listening to Paul Thompson, who is our whole life millionaire next door. And we encourage you to check out our M1 tribe, just the same way Paul did. He got to us, he was already a millionaire. Now he's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. He's added in teaching as part of his growth. He's accumulated more assets and You could say maybe in a way he's a big fish in a small pond. You're not exactly making your dent in the universe in New York or Los Angeles, but you've found a place that you can impact and you understand and you're really knowledgeable in that area. That being said, what are some of the rituals and routines that you've embraced through the teachings in M1 that really work for you and keep you on track? So I think of it as PM and AM bookends. And I think of it in that order. Um, So I... So you mentioned the aura ring. So um, sleep is the foundation for everything. And then you have, we have all these pillars that we put on top of it. So I prioritize my sleep over, every, over, over nearly everything. And I, I, so I have a, a wind down ritual where I, I turn off all screens at eight o'clock at night and I am, uh, I'm, I'm reading and I'm just planning the next day and I'm just calming down 
a short meditation and then I read until I get sleepy and I fall asleep. And usually I fall asleep very quickly. Um, and then I get eight hours of sleep and I usually get a, you know, if you know what an aura ring score is, I usually get 90% or higher. That's my goal this year is to get 90% or higher across the year. Um, and then the morning I have a routine where I, um, very specifically have things that I, that I do and they're not even all that groundbreaking stuff really rock. They're just very basic stuff, but it just keeps me, it keeps the, 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 the ax sharp so that I can have a, a, a crisp day because I don't really work that much anymore. I only probably work two or three hours, maybe four hours a day, but when I do, I want to make those, those four hours count. Yeah, you know, what's interesting is that as humans, I think we respond better to routine. And that's why Mark Zuckerberg and Steve Jobs, you know, they wore the same clothes every day. Mm -hmm. there's, there's one less thing to have to decide to check off, to stand there and look at your wardrobe and go, should I do this? Should I do that? But, you know, success is in the details. And so you find that routine. We'll give the people that join M1 uh, a map for their morning and evening routines yep. and their, their week preparation but you've selected from that mm -hmm. menu what works for you. All right, we've got a couple more questions before we wrap up with Paul. Um, if somebody was on the fence thinking about, you know, should I invest in joining a mastermind? What, do you, what, what are some of the thoughts you would maybe suggest to them? The greatest impact that you're going to have um, in, in the world will be influenced most by the people you're around. And you're probably being pulled down by the people you naturally find yourself around and not that they're not good people they just they aren't thinking at the level that you want to get to right so you need someone to kind of um smooth out the path a little bit right and 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 then what you'll find is some of the best friends in your life will come from any kind of community you come up a part of and so um if i could like um tell like put like uh tim ferris has a famous uh, question he asked, like, what would you put on a billboard? And uh, that answer to me would be only connect, like make connections with yourself, with your family, and then with uh, other people around there in the world that are trying to do and share the same values. And I, I don't know how I would have done what I've done without the community of people around me that, that showed me the way, even though they may not have taken me under their wing and been my mentor, they were really were my friends and I, and we were able to share ideas. Sometimes it takes a while to get a lesson and you need people to talk to the lesson about. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, I love the fact that you talked about connection because one of the things I say is that as humans, we all want to belong. We want to matter and we want to connect. And in the 12 step program uh, that AA provides is they say that addictions can be cured with connection. And I read into that and I say, therefore, the lack of connection probably is what leads people to addictions. And if you want to go deeper on that, look at somebody who takes a weapon and goes into a school and shoots a bunch of innocent people. I guarantee you that person was not connected. In fact, they felt disconnected, bullied, isolated. They didn't fit in. They didn't feel like they belonged. And therefore, the pain and anger was so strong that they did what they did. And so I love the fact that you summarize it that way. And, you know, my mother was talking uh, the other day, she's 85 years old and she's, um, she's a bit of a character. And we were talking about what, what do you do? Like when you meet people, you don't know. And she goes, there's one thing I do is I look them in the eye and I think, how can I connect with this person? Wow. 
I don't think, how can I add value? I don't think, you know, judge them for the clothes they wear. She goes, I look for something I can connect with them. And so I love that you said that, Paul. It's, it's so, uh, so enlightened. Um, let's go back 20 years. Okay. You're talking to a younger version of yourself. And what are some of the things you would suggest to them other than connecting, which we know is crucial? Yeah. Uh, um, other than giving myself stock tips and stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, my goodness, the things you could do if you had uh, even a year's foresight. Um, but no, if, if you could impart wisdom uh, to a younger self and, and a younger self was actually open to hearing it. Um, for me, it would be to step out of my shell. Um, I, I, I tend to be a very, um, I tend to be the lost child. Um, I tend to be quiet and reserved and um, that almost never wins. <laughs> um, you, you really need to put yourself out there. So I think um, for those of you who don't know, um, I spent 15 years in the corporate world, hoping and wishing and fantasizing about being a, an entrepreneur or a CEO or starting my own thing or something. I didn't know what, because I didn't know what, I just didn't know. Um, and I was afraid of what, of failure. And it took me 15 years in a lot of, you know, you know, grinding it out in the corporate world to realize that this was just not the right place for me. And so I would have told that 20 year old self is stop being so afraid and you will never regret those actions that you take and make mistakes on, but you will always regret those things that you wish you did, but didn't. And to piggyback on that, I think it's fair to say is that when you are in an ecosystem of other people, three, four, 500 people that are charging toward grabbing life big, it's much easier for you to go, oh, well, if she just bought a duplex, I could buy one. Or if he's going to get the O-ring and, and make sleep a priority, maybe I should check that out. Mm -hmm. Or if he's somebody that's going to go more plant-based, maybe I'll give that a peek. Is that something you would agree with that the, the, the ecosystem is actually froth with ideas. So you're looking around and you're like, oh, what are they doing over there? What's that group doing over there? And because we actually put you at different tables at the events and in the Zoom calls, you start to access other people's resources and therefore you can become the best version of yourself at an accelerated pace, yes? Yeah, there's, it's like a mycelium network of access to success, right? So you do take your own path and, and, the, and the combinations are probably infinite. Um, yeah, it's, you are, um, simply the average of the five people you're around. So, um, like upgrade the people you're around. You, you, you um, can't, I mean, whether you join M1 or you need to be a part of a community of people who are, you feel like you're the dumbest person in the room, or there are at least aspects of that group that they know way more than you. And then you may bring an asset to them, but yeah, it, like it's life together, um, with really interesting people is so much more fun. Yeah so much more fun, so much more fulfilling. And like you said at the top is we've created a culture where we support, encourage and challenge people. And so the narrative of judging and feeling left out and blaming and complaining is not something that's invited into the group. Instead, I might say to Paul, hey, I love that idea of you starting your new course. How can I support, encourage or challenge you to make that you what you want it to be? And then he's got to think, well, um, yeah, I'd like some support. How did you do yours or what have you? Or yeah, challenge me because I've been procrastinating for three months. I've been talking about it, but I haven't done anything. Maybe I need a consequence. And so this is the type of conversation that happens on a regular basis in the tribe.
Paul, parting words. Millionaire Next Door, what's most important to you going forward? You talked about energy, about work, and about love. How are you going to hit some home runs in those three areas? So from a business perspective, for me this year, it's it's uh, absolutely this land business that Roland and I are starting. We're, we're all in. Focus is, is the word for the year for me. And, and it's going to be on that because I've said no intentionally to a lot of things. Every December, I quit mm -hmm. something and I add up something else. And M10 was that thing that I added. And so M10 and land are what I'm going to be doing. And then personally, it's it's energy. And I, you probably figured that out that it's sleep in, in my, my morning and right. evening rituals that are going to get me there. And every time I talk to you, you always talk about um, how much you love your wife and how grateful you are for your family. And I know you have some rituals around that to maintain that and grow that. So I want to personally thank you for being part of M1 and now a part of M10 as you grow and continue to grow and continue to grow as a person. I see you transform physically and I see you transform with your expression uh, as a man fully expressed. And I'm deeply grateful that you chose to grab life big. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Rock. You have a profound influence. Thank you. So thank you for listening to this very special edition of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life, where we believe that when you win the money game, because you are in the money game, you're going to buy back some time. You're going to focus on the things that really matter to you, the people in your life, being able to be intentional and give back and make your dent on the universe. If you would like to learn more about M1, go to rockthomas.com and apply. Hit the apply button. Or if you are already a millionaire, you can go to rockthomas.com forward slash M10 and apply for um, our ecosystem where the conversation is a little bit different. In the meantime, if you like this, share it with somebody, subscribe, hit the like button, get excited. This is your life. Don't postpone, don't wait, don't procrastinate because you don't know how. We know how and we'll help you with all of that. We'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for joining us. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.